Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and higher power, this show is for you. We explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. The show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Coach Kay. Let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back show started. We share with you today the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now, here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Coach Kay. Uh, we are muted. <laughs> oh, we're muted. Okay. <laughs> are we unmuted now? Yep. Okay. Welcome to the Bring It Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Hey, Coach K, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. How about yourself? I am doing good. I'm doing good. I'm happy that it's June, and I know we're almost so close to... Fourth of July and Independence Day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Another Independence Day coming up for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And the great thing about um, celebrating Independence Day, and even in July, we're celebrating also the national mental health in the sense of people of color, is that it's freedom. Yes. Absolutely. And of course, you know, June is Pride Month, which free of expression, free to be you, free to love. June is just an amazing month. Of course, it's my birthday month, too. But yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> How is your birthday? It was amazing. You know, I did next to nothing besides have a drink in my hand. And that was the most amazing thing. I lived through it. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And the great thing that seemed that that it was amazing for you is that you are actually having some self-intimacy, just doing nothing. Absolutely. I enjoy it. I can do it the best all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And today's topic is developing intimacy with yourself and with mm. others, which is so critical. Yes. It's very important um, because if you can't do it for yourself, you sure as heck can't do it for anybody else. Right, right. And people are like, well, what exactly does that mean? That means being into me, you see, with yourself, connecting with yourself, which when you connect, like you say, with yourself, then you're able to connect with others. And yeah, which is amazing. And we have someone who is an expert that I'm so excited to have on the show. Um, Coach Lee Hopkins, and I'm going to explain more about him. But before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to our nonprofit for this month. It's the last time for this since it's the end of June. It's Valerie House. Valerie House.org is a great organization. If you know a young person out there who's struggling because they've lost a significant other, a parent, a grandparent, Valerie House helps young people deal with grief. Go to www.valeriehouse.org. Mm, yes. Very good organization. Yes, it is, definitely. So going back to this intimacy in self, which is so um, important, and I'm in a transition, and I know you're in a transition of having your new office. Um, people don't really think about the importance of connecting with themselves 
and how that really impacts how we feel and see others. It genuinely does. You know, the, the boot camp that I have, the self-care Sundays that I do, the ladies retreat that I have, you know, it's really all about that aspect, you know, especially when it comes to, because men too, you know, I really, I feel bad for men because they're, they're not even given the space to even remotely think about it, you know? And so with, with women, we're kind of expected to, at some point, learn how to. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that we have, you know, a gentleman that's going to talk more about that aspect of let's tune into ourselves so that we learn how to, you know, be intimate with other people so that we can, you know, maybe this world can calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> The world is so aggressive right now. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. So people are saying, who is this man that we're bringing on? Well, when you come back, we are going to bring someone very special on to talk about developing intimacy with yourself and others. We'll be back in a moment. Sex should not be the elephant in the room. The fourth ebook of the Improving Intimacy book series from Bringing Intimacy Back, It's All About Sex, helps you navigate every which way you can tend to your sex life. Pulling out all the stops, dive into the central read about sex toys, silky linens, and date nights. Improving Intimacy, It's All About Sex is available on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, and paperback. Search Dr. April Brown on Amazon to view all her books on improving intimacy for yourself, spouse, and more. Welcome back where intimacy is real. Welcome, Coach Lee. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we are so excited to have you on the show. Yes, yes. yes. So let me um, introduce you. You are... Um, Coach Lee is a transgender man who helps people create lasting friendships. After struggling with loneliness, which many people in this life um, are struggling with, you know, and even um, that loneliness is even if you're in the room and there's other people there, but you still feel that emptiness. Hmm. That is what loneliness is. And so you've struggled with that. But you've tried various ways to resolve it, including moving, I guess you're across the U.S., trying yes. to fit in. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. But you've learned that the key to creating a meaningful relationship, it's not about fitting in at all, guys. Right. And I say that to other, uh, all people. It's not about fitting in. And for many of us, or for some of us, we're never fit in for just because how we look, the gender, a variety of things that can happen. Yeah, but it's Absolutely. about identifying who you are, or like you said, it's about attracting your own vibe. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Thank you Dr. April and Coach K. I am so glad to be here to share my story and to help build intimacy, bring it back. Yes, yes. So the first <laughs> question we always ask, and I'm so excited to hear, what is your definition of intimacy? Well, intimacy is what, I think that people use to understand each other, I think there's a level of understanding. So I think everyone in the world wants to be understood. That's why we communicate with each other in the first place. 
And it is that demonstration of the understanding is what really makes it intimate and really makes a connection. So you know how I feel. Not only do you know how I feel, but you demonstrate to me that you know how I feel. So I get it too. So like we're on the same page and I feel like that is what real intimacy is. Wow, I love that. I mean, yeah, I haven't heard that definition, but I love it. It's about that understanding. Yeah, yeah. it's about to understand. That's why we have those five love languages and we have so much resentment or uh, the first thing that pops to my mind is the escape song. What I need from you is understanding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think of, and I think, well, that that's real intimacy, and that's all we even that's all we want. And you know, while we're sitting backstage, when I was sitting backstage, I, I heard I heard you talk about men and women, and and uh, how they want. I think they want intimacy, and for men to be able to speak about their intimacy or their desire for intimacy is really subdued. Like we try and shut that down. And I discovered that, you know, transitioning. So spending most of my life as female, I'm like, oh, you know, I can be open about my feelings, but ooh, <laughs> after I transitioned, <laughs> it was like, nobody want to hear about that. Nobody want to talk about that. People, men, cis men would look at me like, what you talking about? Right. Mm -hmm. Why are you so soft? Stuff like that. When did you first feel misunderstood? Oh, when I first, when I was growing up, it seemed, it seemed like when I was growing up, I couldn't do anything right. I didn't know how to connect with people. I didn't know what friendship was. I, I didn't understand because I would see people, especially on TV, it's just like, well, we got our instant friends and we have um, cliques and groups of people in high school and middle school. I'm like, how do you do that? What am I, what am I doing wrong? What's not to like about me or I don't understand. So it came from that right there. I just started feeling like really misunderstood and on a personal level. And this is at a time where I was presenting as cis female. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with LGBT stuff until later on. Right. And when did you make that transition? Well, I made the transition um, about seven years ago. So okay. In the middle of it, you know, I was looking around in the, like, just for, I guess, connection with other people. As I said, as you said in the introduction, I was looking around from other people. So I grew up in a small town in Ohio, and I figured, well, you've got to find your tribe. So in my city, there wasn't my tribe. I had an opportunity to go to college, and there I met people from all over the country and even over the world, all over the world. Um, I connected with those people. I talked to them, but I still felt kind of lonely. And I figured there was something that I was hiding. And at that time, I started developing feelings for women as being LGBT, right? So I presented as a lesbian, but I didn't want to share that with people because I, I was afraid that um, I'd be ostracized. I'd find mm -hmm. that same thing happen to me in my hometown. So I decided that I would leave Ohio and I moved to California. I had an opportunity to move there where it was more open and I could live my life as a lesbian out loud. And sure enough, I did. And I connected with people and I made friends, but then I still felt kind of lonely. And there was something else that I was not being truthful about or not being open about. I wasn't being my authentic self. And that was the trans part. I didn't really have the language for it. I didn't understand it, but I didn't want to express that to other people because they would reject me and I'd be alone. So I, yeah. I didn't want to be alone. And so, 
when I moved to Chicago, I had opportunity to move to Chicago, decided to leave the entire state of California, move to Chicago, second largest city in the US. I'm here and I meet the might, right people. It's around the time Caitlyn Jenner was coming out. So there was more acceptance or at least visibility to it. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to transition, make this transition from female to male. And I still feel lonely. Even with the, the queer population that I was connected to, the people who had this experience that only like maybe one or 2% of the population experienced with the transition, right. I could not feel connected to them. There was were something lonely, missing. Were you lonely with people? Yeah, oh, yes. People? Definitely. I was. I was. I was. And, and it, I thought that the, the connection would be the, the common experience, the theme that we had together being um, connected because we're all queer people, but that's just not enough. Mm -hmm. So there was a there was a missing link inside of here that you were looking out in the world to kind of plug in. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't discover that until a little a little later. And, uh, you know, that's why I share this big part of the transition experience. It's it's not about you know, I, I know that very few of the population actually makes a transition, even medically, especially medically, like where they actually have surgeries and things like that. I know very few of the population does that, but I believe that my story is relatable to people because I was looking for something on the outside, I even made a physical change. And I'm not saying that I regret this decision. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it didn't solve the problems that I thought it was going to solve for me. I thought it was gonna create community for me, just like most people think like, well, if I move, if I buy this car, if I propose, if I have a kid, my life will change and I will be happy and fulfilled. But it wasn't, it wasn't. I had to look inside, I kept looking outward. Even the outward appearance of my body wasn't the change that I was looking for. It was all internal and inside. And I discovered that through some help with therapists, some therapy, <laughs> it's really helpful. Um, group group counseling it was really helpful to discover that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we've all been there in some aspect where you feel disconnected and you're mm -hmm. like, yes. And so it is so good to go inside. Um, so I can definitely relate, you know? And for me, it's also that inner spirit that helps. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been hearing for many years, you have to be your authentic self, find your tribe or be authentic self, one of those things. And I honestly thought that I was being my authentic self. I thought that there was something about me that I just wasn't sharing with people. And as long as I do that, if long as I figure out what that is. So when I was in Ohio, I didn't want to share the lesbian thing. So then I moved to California where I could. And then I didn't want to share the trans thing in, in California. So I moved to Chicago where I could. Kind of, sort of. I, <laughs> I kind of, sort of, I struggled with that for a bit. And then I started opening up about that and realizing that that is the important thing. It's the truth of who you are and how you feel, opening up. And I wanted to, the thing is that I was waiting for things to be safe. I thought that things would be safe if I moved here or I did this or I hung with the people who had the same kind of experience, but I still felt really lonely. And it was only until I discovered that I can't wait for things to be safe. That's not, the authenticity is being yourself in places and spaces that you 
cannot control, which is everywhere, but you can't control, you can't think through control, just be yourself and deal with the situation or deal with the results of the outcome. Um, and that's being authentic. And so I had to learn how to deal with that, the everything that came along with it. Right. So Coach Lee, you uh, mentioned something that's important about being safe. And there's some people who are out there listening and they want to be their authentic self and even they're by themselves, but they're afraid to be because they want to be safe. You know what I'm saying? If I truly start to be my authentic self, I'm going to let these emotions come and maybe I'll fall apart and I won't make it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had an experience where I decided that I was going to go gung ho and be all about sharing my truth everywhere I went. Well, <laughs> that was interesting because um, I was afraid and I didn't, I just didn't know what to do. I know what it feels like to not feel safe. And that put me in a position in which I was afraid to tell everybody. So I wasn't feeling safe. I was afraid to tell anybody because I was not sure about how they would react. So being in that position for so long, I decided that I already know how that feels. What if I experiment and tell somebody just to see how it feels, just to see how it feels. So I was like that, that was my mode. That was my mode of operation. And I also learned that putting in this mindset out there where I can, I think I can go meet people. And if I go out not expecting to meet a friend, then I won't. But one time I decided that with the group of my, with the help of my group, we were like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to meet somebody and I'm going to make a connection. So I go to a comedy club. This was after I transitioned. A couple of years into my transition, I wanted to make friends. Go to a comedy club. I had this mindset that I'm gonna meet somebody. We're gonna have a conversation. And sure enough, I do. I meet a really nice guy, very interesting. We start talking and I lead the conversation towards LGBT stuff because I just wanna feel safe, of course. And he had mentioned that he has never seen a trans person before doesn't understand the experience, doesn't understand why anyone would ever want to go through this experience. And so I thought, I've got you. I'm going to be my authentic self and I'm going to fill in this gap for you so that you'll understand me, you'll understand the process and all that stuff. And so I tell him that I'm trans and he freaks out. He stops talking, period. He stops talking and he leaves. Says nothing else to me, wow. gone, boom, gone. That sense of rejection. Yeah, it was a terrible oh, sense of yes, yes, and I, yeah. What do you do? Because many of our audience, and they may have a different situation than yours, but they've become their authentic self, and bam, they're going to feel that. They're going to feel yeah. that rejection. That was devastating for me because that was that was unsafe. I thought everything was safe. Yeah. I, I I fed them a little bit of information about what I was hoping to hear, and I thought it was safe for me to open up and we'd make this great connection but it wasn't, it was exactly what they didn't want. And lo and behold, I didn't die, okay? <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> it, it felt awful, it felt terrible. But at the very least, I had some comfort in knowing that I shared my truth. And what I learned was that this person wasn't ready to be my friend at this moment. Mm -hmm. And that's it, that's all. I, gave, I got a little more resilient, like, okay, so there are some people out there who really are able to connect with me, who are curious about that, and I just need to go find them. This was quick and in a hurry because in, in my past, 
I was so desperate to connect with people and I wanted to be their friend so much that I would have chased them down, this person, I would have chased them down and tried to explain to him why trans people are great. We had this great conversation before I mentioned we were trans. So let's just forget the trans thing. Let's just connect over the other stuff. But in truth, in truth, that just hurts my friendship. Because yeah. I experienced that. I experienced that too. So I developed a friendship without telling anyone, without telling them that I was trans over these things. And then I run into issues where I wanted to date people and I was getting rejected. And I couldn't share that with another person that I became friends with. We are great friends on so many different things. We could talk about so many different things for hours upon hours, made a great connection. But when I needed help from this person, when I needed support from them, they didn't know my authentic truth. They didn't know why I was getting rejected with dating. They didn't know what was so upsetting about this to me, but they, so they couldn't support me. They wanted to, but they couldn't support me. And so I realized that, well, that moment of rejection, thank goodness for that. I was really grateful to get that moment of rejection, but also I had people to help me process that. I'm not saying that it was easy, but I understand the purpose and what it was for. Being my authentic self, that person wouldn't be able to support me in a situation in which I desperately needed, I, I could talk to about, they just wouldn't, they just weren't ready for it. And hiding my truth created friendships and spaces like that, that made me feel very, very lonely. So thinking about the safeness that you um, were talking about, it, it sounds like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you eventually had to create your own safeness for self. Mm-hmm. And that safeness is I'm safe enough to be true to who I am and whoever is not, you know, worthy of being in my space because they can't accept my whole self, then they have the issue and they can just go. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, that is exactly it. And I'd like to, to think about them as like boundaries, as boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to flip the, the idea of how we look at boundaries, because I heard in my 20s and 30s, I'm just about 40 now, but I heard that early 20s, you need boundaries. In the late 20s, you need boundaries still. And after having relationships fail and all of this, I heard that the, the reason why we have boundaries in the first place is to put up limits on what people can do to you, limits on what people can say, saying no to other people. And that just doesn't work for me. That didn't work. Ah, you see, you're shaking your head. Like that doesn't work. And that's how I was doing for people. I was like pushing away. Oh, you don't want you. You don't want me. I don't want you. You know, stuff like that. They were so reactive. But I think that we should take boundaries. And this is what I, I share with my clients. We take boundaries and we look at them as saying yes to ourselves. And this is how we create intimacy. We really like this. It's becoming your authentic self. It's focusing on what is important to you and what's real to you and how you feel about things that happen. In my experience, boundaries are created by accident. They're happy accidents. We go through life and we have an experience and then we feel something about the experience. Boom. And our brain and our body, they log that experience. We're not paying attention to it consciously. But it's logged in there. And that's why we're like looking back at our past experiences and, and reflecting on those. So we can see, well, we're not paying attention to it and we're not being authentic because we'll say one thing, but our body and mind will do something else. We'll say, I'm okay. But really, you're mad. You're upset inside. And you need to be able to express that and express it 
in a way that the other person can understand exactly why you're mad, what caused that boundary, so that they can repeat it back to you to let you know that they understand. Then that creates some safety, that creates intimacy because, well, it creates clarity, creates clarity. So you know that you stepped on my foot and you hurt me, and this is why it hurts. You understand that, and I know that you understand it. If you step on my foot again, purposefully, we have to look at each other. We got to say what's going on. We, we get to be authentic in this space. Like, oh, so you really don't care. That's what I, I mean, I'm not gonna be like trying to say no to you. I'm not gonna set limits on your behavior, but this is what I'm gonna do. Goodbye. This is what I'm gonna do. I know I can't control you, but this is what I'm gonna do based on the behavior, based on what you know about me, based on what I know that you know about me, this is what I'm gonna do. And so I know I shared a lot of stuff here, but that's the way I created the intimacy. That's the way I created the safety to connect with people. It's like revealing a little bit of me at a time to see what's important, what, how they'll behave and how they'll react. That keeps me from sharing so much, oversharing so much at once. That keeps me from being not undersharing, like sharing more for people who are really interested. Now that I know the signs of who's really interested, who will be supportive based on you know, what they share and what I share. Yeah, I love that concept and I truly believe in that in the sense of being your authentic self and um, knowing what to share, how much to share. Because when you go out and you just share everything about yourself, <laughs> you know, and I've known people who go and they just pour their whole, their whole heart out and they show everything, that leaves them very vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes, to other types of personalities that may, you know, not be the best for them. So like you said, it's good to just, you know, take baby steps. You reveal something, see if it's comfortable, safe, then you move on and you reveal more and more. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also want to say that it's really important to, you know, you have boundaries and I think boundary is a buzzword, but what are boundaries really? I think that they are the reaction or the feeling that you have in any given moment, like the feeling, so you can describe the experience that is happening, describe how you feel and the behaviors happening in the experience and how you're going to react or how you're feeling is, is a boundary. It's a sense of who you are. It's like showing who you are and how you're going to behave in the situation. And so that's a buzzword and it's really broad, but I really like to break it down and help people really categorize boundaries. What I use is something I call the three ends, your needs, negotiables, and nevers. And the needs, they are specific behaviors. I said specific behaviors because you want to describe the situation, how you feel about them. And usually you feel good about that. You something happens because it's a need. You need to have that in your life. And then there's your negotiables, there's behaviors, specific actions, behaviors that are just kind of okay. I mean, they don't make or break any kind of relationship that you have. And then there are your nevers. These are specific actions and behaviors that you don't want to have. And you must be able to communicate those, understand what they are, that's your authentic self, understanding what they are, and clearly communicate the action, the feeling, the behavior to another person so that they understand what your makeup is, what your authentic self is. That gives them the space to move 
in your space that gives them the ability to connect to you. Because so many times I fought with my girlfriend or partner because they weren't giving me what I wanted, but I didn't tell them because I didn't know. <laughs> so it was really easy for me to be mad at them. Like, you're, you're that, 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 that. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't figure it out for a while that I wasn't communicating my needs. And there, there's one story that I, I really like to share. It's about, um, so I had a partner who I was just dating brand new and I was, ha I was pretty low self-esteem because I just transitioned and they were going through the process and they understood the process of transitioning. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy that you were going to be with me. So happy that you're going to be with me. But I also know that in my early 30s and I need some time to decompress after work. So I don't want you to come over after work. That was setting a boundary. I thought that was setting, setting limits on their behavior, saying no to some behaviors I don't want. So one day they come over just as I was putting my key in the door. And I'm like, I know that I told you that I don't want you to come over so soon. But they said, you know, I miss you and I just really wanted to see you. And, you know, and I'm like, well, hmm, this isn't a need anymore. Well, the need has changed. I want you to care about me. So it looks like you do. As long as I keep you being happy, then forget about this. Forget about this. I can, I'm happy that you're happy. And uh, <laughs> that relationship was pretty explosive because I never communicated exactly what I wanted. All my needs, I just pushed them right in it to get nevers or negotiables. And I didn't know what, what was what. And so I guess being a, another part of being uh, strong with your boundaries or understanding your boundaries is that they are true to you and being authentic in your space. I said that I didn't want them to come over. They came over anyway. And I said, ah, I'm okay, no big problem. But inside I was upset and I did not express that. Mm -hmm. Many times we think um, people should know our needs. Mm -hmm. That's a wrong concept. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm glad. And I like your thing about needs, negotiables, and nevers. It's mm -hmm. really an easy concept. Yeah, definitely. Wow. This has been interesting. Oh, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. So if people are out there listening and they're trying to figure out um, how they can connect with you and what other services you offer, please let us know. Yes, you can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com. I have a free course on understanding connections. Um, it's all about you, me, and we, the connections with other people. So we talk about how to create those connections. And you could find me on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. I'm out there mostly on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. But again, that's PatternsofPossibility.com. Okay. And I meant to ask you, um, what does the Patterns of Possibilities have to do with being authentic? And Oh, yes. Because I was thinking it was, it was um, the fact that I moved from place to place to place so much. And I thought I was having a new experience in each in each situation. So I was in Ohio and I was hiding my authentic self, but I thought I was around different people. So the experience was brand new, but I was feeling the same as I felt in California, different people, same feeling of, of fear and hiding. And I thought that things, since things changed, especially when I moved to Chicago, even physically, I thought things changed and I would be around different people who understood me and, and so forth. 
and that wasn't the case. So it was a pattern that I kept repeating, but if I kept, but with more experimentation and changing things, I turned it into a new possibility. So there, the patterns of possibility. I think with journaling and reflection, everybody's gonna look back in their past and see that there's a pattern that has been repeating. So take that pattern and turn it to a new possibility. I love it. <laughs> Me too, yes, yes, definitely, yeah. And even though you had the pattern, but you did change location, which is wonderful because some people get stuck and do the exact same thing, but you expanded, which gave you so much more knowledge. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, that is a great point, Dr. April. Yeah, yeah, awesome, yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you're welcome back at any time, yes? It was nice to meet you. <laughs> it was nice to meet you, and thanks for letting me talk so much because I was on the roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, yeah, but we've got to educate the world about being their authentic selves because yes. we have too many... Um, posters out there. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So thank you for all the work you do. Thank you. Thank you both for all the work you do as well. Intimacy is the utmost importance. Yes, definitely. Well, this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Rekindle, restore, and renew your love in paradise. Join Vacation Counseling in Costa Rica on August 14th through the 18th. Vacation Counseling has a 98% effectiveness in keeping relationships together. Experience Costa Rica Peace Retreat and take advantage of all it has to offer. One-on-one -on -one counseling, yoga, and nature outings to help you and your partner rekindle the passion. Vacation Counseling includes intimacy workshops, sessions, working closely with counselors, yoga, and zip lining. Enroll today at vacationcounseling.com. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Yes, where intimacy is real. That was just amazing. That was wonderful. It really was. I love the the story, the entire story, told a story. And inside of it, there was a lot of learning lessons, uh, which is why I love the whole patterns of possibility. It's like, yes, a lot of us will move, 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 you know, go to these different places doing the same thing. And once you realize that, okay, possibly I can do something different. There's a possibility that I can, you know, change this one thing and I won't continue the same pattern. So I love that whole thing. I love the story, um, the person, everything was just awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think many people can relate to um, going someplace and not being their authentic self, trying to hide parts you know, um, I've been in a transition, so I've um, moved myself and, um, you know, I have to be careful in myself that I don't hide certain parts of who I am, which is, yeah. It gets yeah. so easy. I, I know moving schools when I was younger, I've been for elementary school through middle school, out of six grades, I went to six different schools. So <laughs> I'm there, I, I'm there, I understand the move, 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 and having to like reinvent yourself. So I was able to learn really early on that I needed to tune into me so that there's a constant of something everywhere I go, no matter where I go. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was able to develop the love and intimacy for me really early on. 
Mm-hmm. That was my pattern of possibility. <laughs> yeah, and the more you accept yourself, it brings out a brightness and a light that shines yeah, that helps other like-minded people attract to you. So yes, definitely. Yes. So Coach K, what's coming up? Uh, we have some great shows coming up. Um, on July the 7th, we have Andre Paradis with What is the Number One Reason Men and Women Fail in Love? On July 14th, we have Mel O with Sexy Money. I think I just like saying that. Um, on July the 21st, we have Dr. Barbara and Dr. Michael Grossman with Our Brain and Romance. And then on July 28th, we have Roxanne Chaput with Awakening and Enlightening Love. So some really good shows coming up. Um, and just a reminder to everyone that's watching us here that we do go live every single what is this Thursday at 3:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all of your social media platforms. We're here on Facebook, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. And don't and forget to rate us. us. Yes, and don't and clubhouse. To- yes, <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And don't forget to rate us. This has been a great show. And if you're like really like the audience, I mean, like the guests, and you want to get to know more about Coach Lee Hopkins, definitely go to his website at www.patternsofpossibility.com/slash more responsibility. And this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show, and we'll see you guys next week. Everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Bringing Intimacy Back. We hope you enjoyed it. You can also find us at bringingintimacyback.com and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. Dr. April Brown's five-book series, Improving Intimacy, is now on Amazon, available in Kindle, Audible, or paperback. We'll see you next Thursday live at 3.30 p.m.